Hello, and welcome to the Watershed Moments podcast, where I and other therapists discuss real-life, everyday mental health issues to give you real and practical help to live a healthier life for yourself and with others. Now, if you want more content like this, be sure to visit our website at watershedinitiative.com to dig into the library of podcasts, articles, and courses that we've made just for you. And of course, if you need face-to-face help, definitely reach out to our partner affiliate, Lifeology of Richardson and Frisco at 214-556-0996 to get connected with a therapist or life coach. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Watershed Moments podcast. I'm Lee Tran, and we're your host uh, for this podcast series, and I've got our co-host here back as well. We've got Adrian Jones, LPC intern. Say hi, Adrian. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. And we've got Laura Harrison, LPC. Hey, how are y'all doing? Good. And we've got Shanda Gunter, Renew Director at Chase Oaks Church. Hey, everybody. All right. Welcome back, guys. Uh, We are... Going to pick up in this podcast series, talking through commonly experienced issues that people are going through uh, during COVID-19 shelter-in-place. The date today is uh, April 13th, and um, we were just talking before we got on the podcast that we, um, I believe in Texas at least, have um, stay-at-home orders extended for a month now. Is that right, Shanda? Is that what you were saying as of today? Um, I think it's the emergency declaration, um, but... I think that the order is probably going to follow suit with that or stay close to yeah. it, but that's yeah. me guessing. So. Got it. Well, uh, regardless, <laughs> I'm, we're still, yeah, who knows? Who knows today, yeah. tomorrow, like as, as by the time I produce this podcast, everything could change. Who knows? Right. But in the waiting process, uh, there's a lot of effects uh, that we're all feeling as a result of that. And so Shanda, you've got a, a situation that you could share with the rest of us to help us kind of talk through what might be going on for a lot of people out there. So maybe if you can share um, what you're, you're observing, what you're seeing, and then we can talk it out from there. So with marriages, it's a little bit harder or maybe a lot harder to connect and have space for that. A lot of people may have had a date night or something that they did every couple of weeks or once a month or whatever that looks like in their schedule. And now it feels like that's been taken away. Or if they were already experiencing conflict and turmoil in their marriage, then it's just magnified right now because you're stuck together all the time and you can't get away from each other. Um, So I know that people are looking for ways to connect and um, to continue growing and or just staying healthy mm-hmm. and managing during this season. Um, so yeah, I think that a lot of people are just experiencing that right now. Yeah. So um, what I'm hearing in that is um, for a lot of couples, as they're they're at home more, they might be spending a whole lot more time with one another because they're home more. They're in shelter in place, uh, but they also have a lot more going on, whether it's work, parenting, home responsibilities schooling, all that kind of stuff. And so though they're spending more quantity of time together, they're not necessarily um, doing things to help benefit their marriage. The quality of the time together is not necessarily beneficial for the marriage. And over a long period of time, that begins to potentially cause um, some um, some heartache and some difficulty in the relationship. Um, that's that's kind of what I'm hearing. Is that kind of like the sound about right to you? Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely one that I've come across a, a number of uh, times in, in different cases, and and definitely would would love to be able to kind of talk that up. But, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and open it up to my esteemed panel here to just kind of talk it through a little bit. So maybe Adrian, uh, why don't you give us a, a start and talk through what you hear in those kind of situations and what you would recommend for a family and a couple that's going through that kind of situation? Hey, well, thanks for having me back, Lee. But 
Um, a couple of different things and to touch in on kind of what Shanda spoke about was whenever you had those built in times, right? When you were taking good, hey, we're going to go and have date night. Right? We'll get a babysitter and we'll go have something to eat um, or whatever the, the cadence that you had previously. That's awesome. What that shows is intentionality, that you were being intentional about the marriage and about your relationship. Um, what we want to do is continue that. We want to continue that intentionality. What that looks like is actually probably at this season, scheduling, <laughs> scheduling those times as well of, hey, can we, after we put the kids to bed, let, can we sit down and talk? Uh, even if you don't have kids, you, you might have a ton of other things going on, right? And maybe your job is even more taxing now, or maybe your roles have gotten shifted to where you're working at night and your spouse or your partner is working during the day. So things of that nature of actually getting into alignment on. Another thing of getting into alignment on in this season is, what is important? What's important for us in this season? Because before the season, we were pretty aligned and what was going, well, hopefully, Lord willing, y'all were aligned <laughs> before this season. If, if you weren't aligned before the season, you're going to have to go back to some of the previous podcasts that we talked about. But, <laughs> but if you were aligned going into this season, um, well, now it's shifted, right? So now priorities have shifted once again. So let's go back. Let's reorganize. What's important? What are the things that we must hit? What are the things that we'd love to hit? But what's really important to us as a couple? And the last thing I'll touch in on are, are check-ins. You know, actually checking in with your partner. Sometimes when you're around a person all the time, you really think you know what they're going through and what they're dealing with. But the fact of the matter is kind of what Lee touched in on. It's, it's quality time versus just the quantity of time that you're around each other. So even checking in with, I check in with my wife and I just ask her, like, hey, how are you doing? Like, I know we're around each other 24-7 and I'm seeing you working all the time and you're seeing me work. But like, how are you doing? Like, how are things going for you? Or what are your stressors? Like, what's going on? Because that gives us a deeper look at what people are actually going through and what people are actually struggling with in that moment or, or what they're not struggling with or what you could be helping them out with. And that just goes into building and being a good spouse more than anything or being a good partner is what I should say. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah, Shanda, go ahead. Those those check-ins are so so good. Um, I know Jeff and I <coughs> we we do more of like like a I guess it's called pillow talk. <laughs> so it's that time when the kids are in bed and we can just lay there and just talk and talk about whatever it is that we need to talk about and um, whatever we're struggling with, whatever I don't know. It could be a show that we've watched separately. It's just reconnecting and not talking about the kids, not talking about. Um, I don't know, some of those other things, but just connecting in that. And we've also had to really be intentional about scheduling that time, like you said, Adrian, and um, together on like a date night where we don't have date night right now. Um, cool thing, you know, Amazon has, what is it like Amazon Cinema or something like that? So you can still kind of go to the movies and pop your popcorn and it just looks different. I'm not in a theater, I'm in my living room and we're still spending that time together and playing games together and laughing together, stuff like that. Yeah, I think, I mean, both Shanda and Adrian said intentionality, and that's such a key. Um, but if you didn't have that before, and you're in this season now, that makes it even more challenging, because the tendency is to hide, hide in electronics, hide in busyness, hide in work, and just avoid conflict with your spouse, or, or try to minimize it as much as possible. And so really thinking about, okay, we are in this together and we have to figure out a way to collaborate. And we, we and I think a thing 
something that spouses miss a lot is that they're on the same team. Like you're, you're ultimately striving for the same goals for family unity, for a, for a peaceful home, for hopefully a loving environment. And that's hopefully you're striving for those same things. If you're in a in semi healthy relationship, but even in a, even a semi healthy relationship, you can get lost in the busyness of what's going on and still have very great positive regard for one another, but not necessarily be connected to one another. And so intentionality cannot be stressed enough, especially in this season, that you have to be very aware of what's going on with other people in your life. And it feels like the stakes are so much higher now in every arena of our lives. And so we get in this kind of like space where we're like, there's just so much going on. But pairing back and thinking about what are the most important things? What are the things I need to be intentional about? My immediate family relationships maintaining an income coming into my house, taking care of my kids and, and pairing off some of those other things that you just don't have time for is okay. And it kind of reflects back on what we talked about in the last podcast, but making priorities can be so important. Is that something you've kind of seen too, Lee? Yeah, no, exactly. The minute you said that, um, I was thinking about the last podcast we did on boundaries um, and making good decisions, saying no to different things. And in order to be able to have that kind of scheduled time and to be intentional, you have to be able to say no to some things to be able to make that time happen. And and that's not easy to do. It wasn't easy to do before, but probably not as not even not uh, not as easy now. Um, uh, definitely. And so I was thinking, just even over the weekend. Um, so general cadence for my wife and I is we'll we'll at least once, maybe twice a week, have what's called porch time, where we sit on our porch. And, you know, we'll have the kids go and play after, after our one-year-old is down for a nap. We have about maybe an hour of just time where we can just sit and talk. The, the, our older kids are in, in their room and they're playing and stuff like that. And so we're just sitting here talking and talking kind of like what Adrian, you're saying, just being intentional about just, hey, how are you doing? Checking in with one another, making sure we're aligned on different things, making, making sure we're connected with one another. And so it does require intentionality and setting boundaries, saying, no, I'm not going to do certain things. But you know, this past weekend, in the, for the past few weekends under shelter in place, it's been a lot harder. You know why? Because um, during nap time, um, Dana is thinking, you know, I need, I need to try to make it to the farmer's market so I can stock up for the next couple of weeks. I need to be able to uh, get on this, this Zoom call with, uh, with a few uh, people from church to, to, to kind of check in with them and see how they're doing. A lot of things start getting infiltrated in this space that we normally have set up, right? And so, uh, yeah, just so, for example, yesterday or this past weekend, we weren't able to do porch time. And, and so for, that's kind of a bit of a bummer because that's the time that we connect. And so we don't have as much time to follow the kind of cadence that we're normally used to, but we have to be creative in finding other times. So that might mean later on at night after, after everyone goes to bed, we'll be able to have that time together to be able to do that. But we've got to be intentional about it, right? Um, our normal cadences are now blowing out the water. We now have to recreate that and be intentional about it. Because if we don't, if we're not intentional, then it will just go by the wayside. And, and that's one of the first things to go in a marriage if you're not intentional about that. So definitely I kind of feel that tension and that kind of that, it, there's, a, there's a potential danger or risk in that if we're not on top of that kind of stuff, right? Um, so while you guys are talking, I wanna, I wanna shift this a little bit and look at it from another angle because one of the things I realized in, in, in doing marital work is that um, this, is what, this was a problem to begin with for a lot of couples that, you know, just creating time to connect with one another. But what makes it hard is if a couple has a lot of underlying conflicts and a lot of issues that um, make that kind of connection time difficult. And so um, the way I'll frame it real quick, just for our listeners, I mean, you guys have heard me talk about this before too, but when I think about how 
a couple connects in marriage. I think about three layers of connection. And it's kind of like an inverted pyramid where the top level of that pyramid has the most volume. And that's called tier one, where people can just spend time connecting together on a very surface level uh, surface level way. That might mean Netflixing together or just um, chatting it up and talking about whatever. But tier two, um, in the middle of that pyramid where it gets a little bit smaller, there's not as much volume, not, much, not, uh, not as much time there. Uh, that's to your point, Adrian, of like, checking in with one another, connecting emotionally, uh, getting better, deeper levels of connection in that space. But the bottom of that tier, that tier three, where it's the, the smallest part of that pyramid, when the least amount of time is the most intensive, and that's going to be conflict, I mean, where we have conflict with our spouse. And so what, what I'd like to be able to talk through here is how would you um, talk to the couple that's like, you know, we're not, we're, we're spending so much time at tier one now. We're doing so many things to try to take care of stuff, that we squeeze out tier two. We don't have as much time, for, com- uh, time for, for connection. But also we have these underlying issues of just conflict that have now that were, that were there before, but now they're, they're, they're here even more so now. And so um, navigating the boundaries between how do we uh, manage that tension of like, okay, I know I need to connect. I need to have a date night, but I know I'm pretty, I'm pretty angry at my spouse because we're not seeing eye to eye on these different things or whatever. Like, how do you suggest a couple manages making connection time for one another, but also knowing that there's going to be a lot of conflicts that need to get resolved that are just kind of like bumping against the surface of that stuff? Does that make sense? So maybe Laura, if you if you can kind of talk through what you you what you would say to that kind of couple and how you would kind of uh, yeah advise them through that. Yeah, and I would say even in some cases that whole triangle might be inverted for some couples where the. The conflict is the primary driver of their conversations and getting day-to-day stuff is the secondary level. And then connection isn't even on there. It's like this, it's a rectangle, maybe, I don't know, not even a triangle anymore. It's a rectangle of conflict and get stuff done. But the challenge in that is if, if you are in a relationship that, again, is, is semi-healthy, you can work through that. But if you're not in a relationship that's semi-healthy and people are not trying to move toward understanding, then you get in a situation where you probably need to seek some outside help. You need to have an outside sounding board, whether that's a therapist, a pastor, someone in your church, someone that you trust. You need to be able to reach out and say, hey, I need to talk this through with someone because each one of those situations is going to be very different. And I think it's important that even during this time of isolation to maintain connection with people that can speak truth into your life, whether that's a therapist or a pastor, or someone in, in your church group, or someone in your friend group that you trust, to build in some support systems for yourself. But when it comes to dealing directly with the, that conflict in your family, just be real about it. And I think it's important to say, hey, we are, we are in this conflict zone way more than we would be normally, and let's talk about how we're going to manage this. Rather than talk about the specific things you're fighting about, talking about how to manage the conflict can sometimes be much more effective and say, okay, so we're going to have all this conflict. Let's, let's isolate a time that we're going to then deal with that. Or we're going to try and like get all of our stuff done. And then we're going to have, again, intentional time to deal with things that we need to need to work through. But again, being realistic about how much time we actually have to make that happen can be really important. So, Shannon, is that something that you've kind of seen as well with couples and, and friends that you've talked to? Yeah, and I, I think I think that you said this on kind of scheduling a time for that. 
I, mm-hmm. as intentional as we need to be with our time on connecting and our time with uh, our self care and things like that, um, it's easy for us to keep pushing that conflict under the rug and avoiding it until it explodes. But if we schedule a time to talk about it whenever we're both calm and you can um, really dive into it and, and um, be kind to each other in that moment and not be flooded with emotion, I, that's really healthy. And um, if you could even think of things like if each person, like if you knew you had some things that you needed to talk about, maybe scheduling time for each one of those things and, t- and only talking about that one thing during that time and um, not yelling at each other, not, you know, no degrading language, things like that. And just talk it out and give each other space to, to be heard and to say what they need to say and to listen empathetically to each other. And um, I think, I think that's a really, a really healthy thing to do. Yeah. yeah, and I think a lot of that assumes a healthy relationship, but mm-hmm. sometimes we're not in healthy situations. And I think it's really important that if you're not in a healthy situation, make sure that you reach out to the support system. All the things that were there before, um, abuse hotlines and things like that are still there. And they're, they're open and ready for you guys if you need that kind of support. Um, this is elevated for a lot of people and things that weren't necessarily abusive situations before could easily become abusive situations in these, in these times. So please, if you're in that situation, reach out and get some help and support as well. Good reminder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really good. And I mean, Laura touched in on it of like two different aspects of like what a, and I, I think Shanda did it as well, kind of touching in on like what a healthy relationship looks like versus unhealthy, right? And if it was unhealthy, and, and somewhat toxic to begin with before this season, I, I can only imagine how exacerbated it's become in this season, right? Um, Laura touched in on the ability to bring in some outside help. So whether you're seeing a therapist or a pastor or someone you actually respect, a neutral party that can come in and, and have those conversations with y'all. Um, the other aspect is if, if someone's already in therapy, right? They're already, they're already seeing a therapist, what are some of the steps that they can continue to take? Because, right, your therapist isn't there all the time at this point, right? Or they never were, but even more so now, right? <laughs> there are some programs I've heard about. Lord, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> so, so what I've been offered group? before. I've, yeah. been, I've been offered. <laughs> to live in. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, some of the aspects are, for me, some of the things I wrote down were validating your partner. So with the first step is saying, even coming to them and asking the question of, hey, what are you going through? That's one step, but actually listening, right? Because if you're already at a place of conflict, then it's going to be sometimes, sometimes it's tough to listen when you're already frustrated with the person. So the first step is to be able to validate and to actually listen to what they have going on. The other part is communicating needs, like real needs from one person to the other of saying, hey, this is what I'm struggling with, and this is what you could help me out with in this moment. So on a parenting issue, if if my wife comes to me and says, hey, I really need you to help our son out with these specific subjects, because I'm going to lose it if if he asks me, (laughs) you know, one more, if he goes off one more time about this particular subject, right? And it's, it's vice versa for me, like, hey, can you help him with this? Because you're awesome at this and, you know, help him please. Right. And it just helps us both out. Um, even in regards to just like cooking things, 
at this point, like I think I've, and it's just because of my own phobias, but it's like, I, I go out and do all the shopping now because I'm so freaked out. It's like, hey, don't go as, as minimal as you can go outside, I'll go, right? <laughs> I don't know what that says about our relationship. I'm like, if I gotta die, right? <laughs> we need you to live, babe. <laughs> Someone sneezes, you're like, yeah. <laughs> That's where we're at. I'm putting her way over me in this situation. <laughs> then, uh, and Shanda touched in on it, but also having grace and empathy. So that's kind of this third step for me of saying once we've once we validated our partner, once we've communicated needs, the third step to me is like actually being able to have grace and empathy and say like, oh, wow, that's what you're going through right now with your job. Like, like that's what your boss is asking you to deal with right now. Oh, man, that must be really tough. Right. Like, I'm sorry to hear that. that what what can I do to help or do you need anything to help or, or can I help in this moment? Right. Or can I just be here while you vent? So it's actually having that grace and empathy built in. And the last part is trust. To be able to trust that, that it goes both ways and that's going to be reciprocated and that it's, you know, trusting in your partner to say like, hey, there's going to be some times where you're just really frustrated at me even. And I'm going to, but knowing that, you know what, that shoe's going to flip at some point where you're just going to be frustrated. And, and sometimes it's not, it has zero to do with your partner. It's just the circumstance that everyone's just worn thin and there's so much going on. So it's the ability to kind of put yourself in another person's shoes to me is really going to be big. And, it, and Laura touched in on this also. Of we're on the same team, right? Like we are genuinely on the same team. We're teammates trying to get to the same goal. So how, what are the best ways that we can get to that goal together? Um, but it all revolves around the ability for y'all to be able to sit down and have those conversations. Um, so if you're at an unhealthy space, what can you do for your relationship to get to a healthy space, right? And it's it's one of those things of what can we do to make sure that we're getting to the common goal? Yeah, those are really good tips. Uh, there's so much in there. I love how you're talking about shifting some of the paradigm and dynamics to just really empathetic, active listening, um, being able to paraphrase back and to ask questions and to to create that connection validating space um, that's all great ways to to potentially de-escalate conflicts and bring them back into a, a more connective that middle tier space of, of emotional connection um, one of the things i'll just add to this as well and something that i'm telling a lot of my couples right now i've, I've i traditionally see mostly couples and something i'm telling them all across the board right now is that uh similar to how um with coronavirus, a lot of things are being suspended, um, like fi financial obligations, uh, like mortgage payments, uh, bills. Some, there are some things that we can do to defer and to, to, to buy ourselves some more time until we can kind of restabilize. I tell that to a lot of my couples that right now you have all these issues that were there before and they're still here today and they're probably even more glaringly there now. But it is okay to defer them. It's okay to defer some of these conflicts and say, you know what? For the next two or three months, we're not going to figure out how to deal with your mother. For the next two or three months, we're not going to figure out how to deal with um, these underlying issues that we've had with uh, with your job or whatever else it might be. That's not going away, okay? You know, we're not going to solve it here. And probably right now is the worst time to try to solve it, right? We have to devote our resources to other more important things right now to just be able to make it through these next few months. And so I give my couples a license to say, you know what, just hold off on these things, all right? If you really need to address them, if they're really that important, then definitely like, you know, call in to your, as you said, Laura, your pastor, your therapist to help 
to be able to mediate some of those things. Uh, some of the things I will do for my clients every once in a while is to say, hey, we can't uh, necessarily work on the underlying structure of how you guys are communicating in some of these conflicts, but we can maybe get to some alignment and some resolution on some key specific issues. If it's really that important and that much of an issue, then yeah, reach out to, to do tel teletherapy. That's always an option, right? But if you can, if it's not like something that's urgent, suspend it, defer it for a few months and be able to move back into that tier one, tier two space and simply say like, we have all these issues that are, uh, are unaddressed. Right now, we can just simply support one another because we need one another right now. We are on the same team and we need to be able to, to, to be for one another so that we can make it through this together for, as a family, for our kids or whatever else that might be. And so essentially what I'm saying is that that, that entire pyramid has now shifted up to where you have essentially two spaces. You've got tier one and tier two. And if you really need to, you can make some room for tier three, but you have to use those those times sparingly, if I, if that makes sense. Um, so it's just reshifting the expectations around that. That's the the one thing I'll add to this when it comes to how easily it is to shift into conflict. Um, just try not to bite off more than you can chew right now. I guess is my my recommendation on that one. So um, it's also probably a good um, maybe promo and teaser for Rules of Engagement, which is a course that we have on WatershedInitiative.com. It's our website. Go and check it out. There's a course there that you can download. That if you are in a pinch and you need to like start working through how you're doing conflict and it's 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 something that you can do at home it's all online and so definitely something that you uh, you can take advantage of so check that out if that's something that you feel like you need a little bit more support because some of the things that adrian had talked about laura Shanda, they've all kind of mentioned different uh techniques and concepts and tools that will help with your conflict and communication a lot of that is gone uh, we go through that in the rules of engagement so uh, definitely check that out thanks guys for joining us and we'll see you guys in the next podcast Thanks for listening. Now, if you benefited from this podcast, be sure to subscribe, like, share with your friends, and make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help us to keep making podcasts and more content like this possible for you. If you have any questions, want to get more content, or just want to stay connected with us, go to our website at watershedinitiative.com and follow us on social media. Lastly, if you want to get connected with a life coach or therapist, call us at our collaborative group practice, Lifeology in Richardson and Frisco, Texas at 214-556-0996.